The gender identity movement is a tidal wave that is crashing upon and crushing women and girls in a variety of arenas. In fact, today's guest, Kara Dansky, says that the transgender movement is actually a men's rights movement intended to objectify women's bodies and erase women as a class. She calls it a left-wing misogyny on steroids and she herself is a leftist and she is not pulling any punches. Kara is the author of The Abolition of Sex, How the Transgender Agenda Harms Women and Girls, and she will also give us some advice to moms how we can protect our daughters. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, we introduce you to special guests who share their personal stories and advice on how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their home, community, and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Carlitis, your host of the Moms for America podcast, a show inspiring, encouraging, and educating moms in their journey through motherhood. We are so glad that you are joining us again this week. If you are new, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so thrilled to have you. Um, We also invite you to subscribe to our podcast, like, share, all those fun things. Today's episode uh, is definitely going to be an episode that you want to be sharing with all of your mama friends. Um, You can also watch us on the, uh, all the mediums that carry podcasts. You can watch us on Rumble. I stumbled there for a minute because I usually say we're on Rumble and YouTube, but we're not on you. We're not going to be putting our stuff up on YouTube. They keep censoring us. So goodbye, YouTube. <laughs> but we are on the Charisma Podcast Network as well, all the other formats. Uh, if you have any other ideas and feedback that you would like to share with me, please email me at podcast at momsforamerica.net. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback, insight, and any guests that you may have um, that you would like to have us on. You would like to encourage us to have on our show. Okay, so on to today's show, ladies. Um, My guest today is both brave and strong because she is taking on members of her own political party. In fact, because of her work, Kara Dansky has been canceled by some of her former friends and colleagues. She is an attorney with an extensive background in criminal justice law and policy, she, is, she currently serves as the president of the U.S. Chapter of Women's Declaration International. Her work is about protecting the rights, privacy, and safety of women and girls. Her book, The Abolition of Sex, How the Transgender Agenda Harms Women and Girls, is truly groundbreaking. But it's also offensive to anyone who wants to believe the lies that sex is a choice, that sex is fluid, and that there are more than two sexes. Today's show is going to be incredible. I'm thrilled to welcome Kara to the show. Welcome Kara to the Moms for America podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks so much for having me today. Wow, well, many of us have seen you on the Tucker Carlson show, uh, speaking the truth, uh, fighting for women's rights. You've done such a great job on so many news media outlets, we're thrilled to have you because this is a topic that moms are extremely, extremely concerned about. And you can imagine that. So, um, and I know that this has not been an easy journey for you, 
Um, so I want to right on the top of the show, thank you for speaking up and thank you for being a warrior. I do appreciate that. And all of our moms do. I appreciate you saying so, you know, I agree with you. This topic is incredibly important to all women and girls, and I'm very grateful to be having the conversation. Thanks. Well, our target audience here is moms. So you're going to have a floor with um, thousands of moms all across the country. Um, Carrie, you describe yourself as a radical leftist, a Democrat and a feminist, if I'm correct. Um, but increasingly, you are finding yourself deplatformed by the left, like we are, um, and embraced by the right. Uh, you know, of course, Tucker calls you one of his favorite guests. Um, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, you are kind of fighting your own party um, and, and running into some situations that maybe you didn't think you would see or have to deal with. Is, is that correct? So it's really interesting. So what the media would have us all believe is that all Democrats are walking lockstep with the so-called gender identity agenda. And mm -hmm. it's absolutely true that Democrats in leadership are pushing this in law and policy and throughout society at all levels of government. But rank and file Democrats have really had it. Rank and file Democrats are fed up with what's going on, uh, including plenty of moms. So, That's right. yeah. So, you know, yes, I've been a registered Democrat since 1990. I will tell you several times I have downloaded uh, my voter registration form and ticked the box for I and contemplated whether to submit it, and I haven't. Uh, so I'm still a registered Democrat because I think it's important to fight from within the party. Okay. Um, yeah, like I said, I registered as a Democrat in 1990. As you said, I've gone on Tucker Carlson and, and talked about my career trajectory. I have worked at the ACLU uh, and I have been consistently on the left ideologically and politically. And starting in around 2014, 2015, I started realizing what's going on here with the whole mm -hmm. gender identity stuff. And um, I stayed with the party for various reasons, but I've been fighting within the party to push back against so-called gender identity. And I've got a lot of fairly prominent Democrats um, behind the scenes working with me. We talked a little bit just when we did a quick hello here that this is not a, we're gonna get into this whole subject here, but really this is a bipartisan issue. When we talk about, um, and, and you actually use the quotation around transgender, um, this, what's happening in this movement, this is what's happening in women's sports and, uh, and just all of the variables around the country. Um, this is not a bipartisan topic. This is a women's topic, correct? Yeah, I mean, the media will consistently say, mainstream legacy media will consistently say that over here, there's a marginalized community of people who are fighting for their civil rights. And over here, there's the big bad monolithic Christian right, which wants to oppress them. That is mm -hmm. not true. That is not what's going on. In right. fact, the so-called marginalized group of people over here um, is a made up category of people. There's no such thing as transgender. There's no such thing as changing sex. It was completely made up. It's a very top down industry driven phenomenon. And over here are ordinary Americans, left right. and right moms. I'm not a mom myself, but I completely support moms who wanna protect their kids, of course. Sure. And this is not, in fact, a partisan issue, notwithstanding what the legacy media would have us all believe. 100%. Um, you talk about, you just made reference to it, that transgender, the term, 
um, and that you use it in quotes. Um, can you kind of dive us into this transgender movement and, and what that really is? Because I don't know if we really understand this unless we're engaged um, like you are. So in the 1960s and 70s, there came to be something in academia called queer theory. Queer theory okay. is an outgrowth of postmodernism, which essentially says that there's no such thing as material reality. Queer theory grew out of that and said that there's no such thing as the material reality of biological sex. But here's the thing. This is a bunch of sort of weird, off the wall, out there academics pontificating about how sex doesn't exist. And I think they were probably smart enough to know that if they tried to persuade ordinary Americans, red and blue, that mm -hmm. sex doesn't exist, they would have failed. And so they had to make up a word and the word that they made up was transgender. Okay. And it started appearing, it, well, it started appearing in the 1960s and 70s, but it didn't really gain any traction until the 1990s. Although most of us never heard it until the past five years or so. Correct. But, yeah, so, so people will have us all believe that there is a coherent category of people that are transgender, but it's not true. It is true that there are some people who are very confused about their biological sex, and we can get into some of that, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day if what we're interested in doing is protecting the rights, privacy, and safety of women and girls. The right. only people categories are women and girls and men and boys. Those are what matter. Those are what matter. Now, um, it, it, on the heels of this, you, you give an alarming statistic. Thank you for clarifying all this because really from, from my world, this hasn't affected me and probably a lot of moms that are listening until recently, until boys want, biological boys want to compete in our girls' sports and have combined bathrooms and all of these, you know, the offshoot of all of this because there's always, um, there's always results to every decision that's made. There's always, you know, an end to this. And, and we're seeing some of the end game happening right before our eyes as moms. But you give an alarming statistic that 80% of people who identify as transgender do nothing to their bodies. They take no, no hormones. They have no surgery. Um, that I would never guess that, but, but that's the, the st statistic that you're sharing from your research. That I think has been true up until possibly recently, it may have changed, <clears throat> excuse me. And the reason I say it may have changed is that there's been a shift in the demographic of people who claim to identify as transgender, whatever that may mean, um, <clears throat> which is to say, it used to be that it was the, it was a the vast majority were men and some of them would have hormones and surgeries, but 80% would not. Okay. And I agree with you. I think that that's something that most Americans don't know. Hmm. However, in recent years, we have seen an incredibly alarming spike in the number of young women and girls who are reporting to so-called gender clinics to take what are called puberty blockers to literally stop puberty and eventually go on to receive testosterone and really awful surgeries, elective mastectomies, essentially. So we've seen a spike in the UK, it's a spike in 4,000% increase in the number of young women and girls who are reporting 
to so-called gender clinics. So I, I say all of that for a couple of reasons, but one reason is to say, I no longer know if the 80% statistic is correct. It certainly was correct when I reported it, but because of these recent changes in the demographic of people who claim to have a transgender identity, the very alarming spike in the number of women and girls who are reporting and actually receiving hormones and surgeries may have altered that statistic in recent years. I do want to pause for a moment and just make it clear to the moms that are listening, this is not an attack on anyone. This is really dealing with a crisis at hand, and that is gender identity. This is a crisis that moms are facing all across America in their homes. And moms are trying to figure out how to deal with this. The culture is telling them that sex is fluid. Um, influence are telling them that they can do whatever they want. So I, I, am, I, I just wanted moms to have an idea Mom says, you listen to this, you can take and do whatever you want with this. We are here to provide information because a lot of times this is such a bigger issue. Um, like you're saying right now, even about the girls um, now um, transitioning and, and, and gender clinics and you're doing this as a movement, as friends, I don't know if kids fully at any way understand what they're saying yes to and what the ramifications are. And like you're saying, the, the blocking, the puberty blocking hormones. I mean, we have no idea, right, what the future holds for these young girls and boys when they start embracing this. Yeah, that's right. And I mentioned in my book that I have had occasion to meet so many parents who have children who are caught up in this and right. these parents are in agony. It is, it is not an exaggeration to say that these parents are just in agony yeah. watching what's going on with their children. And they're desperate because it is not an exaggeration to say that there are influencers on social media who will train and teach children to threaten suicide if they don't get their way with their so-called transition. And these parents are faced with agonizing choices about it is. my heart breaks. Yeah. It's just awful. Oh. It, it is it's so sobering because I, I hear of these stories often. Um, I have a 17 year old and the culture that he's raising, you know, being raised in now is so much different than just even my 24 year old. I mean, it's staggering and it's staggering what um, parents and, and kids are, are, are having to deal with on a regular basis. Um, you talk about the transgender movement, and, and I guess this is really, we've, we've got to get really kind of um, explicit and uh, just revealing about how you feel that this is a men's rights movement that is intended to objectify women's bodies and erase women as a class. I mean, that is so sad and so unfortunate. Why, why would anybody agree to this? If that is really their, their goal is to erase women, why are, why are people embracing this? So one aspect of this involves things like, as you mentioned, women's sports and spaces. And one of the reasons I call this a men's rights movement is that if gender identity is allowed to prevail in law and policy, it will mean that any man can have access to women's spaces simply on the basis of his so-called identity. That means women's prisons, 
I thank you for the invitation to be explicit because these things are hard to talk about, but I literally came across a story today about a man who was housed in Rikers in New York and just yesterday was sentenced to seven years for a brutal and violent rape of a woman, of a woman in the women's facility. This is happening now. Uh, there's an incident from last July at a spa in Los Angeles where a man was permitted to be naked in a women's spa and just walk around with his fully intact body around naked women and girls. And, you know, I mean, women fought hard for, you know, most people don't know this, but there was a period in time where there was no such thing as public women's restrooms. There were just restrooms and it was just assumed that they were for men because women spent most of their time in the home. And as women started to venture out of the home and, and participate in public life, they were horrified because they didn't want to be sharing bathrooms with men, which seems self-evident. So they had to fight. It was a political fight to get women's bathrooms. If that, if, you know, if you if if moms can believe that, it actually wow. was a political fight to get women's bathrooms. And now they're going away because, you know, I, you know, I'll say, of course, not all men are like this, but we have to understand that there are men out there who do want access to women's intimate spaces. And the thing is, women have no way of knowing who are the good ones and who are the dangerous ones. We just can't tell. And so we- Especially with our children, especially with their girls. I have a 22-year-old daughter. I mean, this is frightful, right? This is, I mean, you really don't know what are safe spaces anymore. You know, where can you go where you're not concerned that something can get out of hand or- you're in mixed company because now we don't know, right? We, we have no idea. It's exactly what you're saying. You know, I mean, I'll tell you just a real quick private uh, personal story. I was in a restaurant in Washington, DC, which has a law that allows anyone to access any public accommodation on the basis of their gender identity. And I walked into the women's room and there was a man in there with a long flowery skirt and pink nail polish and makeup. And I happened to know the owner of this restaurant and I told him, but, but he and I, his three young daughters were there and he agreed with me. He did not want that man in the women's bathroom. Uh, but he and I agreed there was probably nothing he could legally do about it. Uh, so this is a very real problem. Um, and it's, it's not theoretical. It's happening today. It's not theoretical. It's happening today. Hear that moms? Let's talk about Disney. Um, they no longer welcome the terms mom and dads, boys and girls. They um, now have moved to different messaging. They Are they trying to erase gender altogether? What are your thoughts about Disney before we get into um, some of your other topics? It, it's a hot topic right now with Disney. I would say that they're trying to erase sex. And as hard as it is to maybe get our heads around, all of this, all of these language changes, Disney's language changes, media reporting on pregnant people instead of pregnant women. Uh, I don't know if the moms who are listening have heard the term chest feeding. We're now we're supposed to say chest feeding instead of breastfeeding. All of this, and I know it sounds conspiratorial, but it's true. All of it is to get us to dissociate our minds from the material reality of biological sex. Again, I am not a mom. I have never given birth, but I know that I'm a woman. But if people can persuade me not to use language that relates to the material reality of biological sex, I might start to become confused. And that is the end game. That is what they're doing here. 
that is the end game. Um, my school district sent out a survey asking if our, this is from seventh grade up, if any of our students are confused or questioning. So it's, I mean, really, they are really right out in the open about this, about their agenda. Um, the Biden administration has a bid to redefine sex that includes gender identity throughout the administrative law. I mean, we're seeing this from top down, up out. It, it's coming from everywhere. Um, what are your thoughts about that actually coming out of Washington, D.C. as well? Yeah, I mean, as I said, there's a tremendous amount of money behind this movement. We started seeing it in federal law in 2015, 2016. In 2015 is the first year that a congressman introduced the so-called Equality Act, which would redefine the word sex to include the words gender identity throughout all of United States civil rights law. That has not passed yet. It passed in the House. It has not passed in the Senate. Uh, the Obama administration issued a memo in 2016 that would instruct schools that receive Title IX funding to redefine the word sex to include gender identity for Title IX purposes. An organization on whose board I served at the time, the Women's Liberation Front, sued the Obama administration. That case was eventually dismissed because the Obama guidance was eventually withdrawn. But starting in 2021, immediately upon taking office, President Biden spent the first six months essentially obliterating the word sex throughout federal administrative law. It's now, incredible, yeah. Uh, he did so in a series of memos and orders issued between January and March of 2021. And those memos and orders are the subject of a lawsuit that is currently pending in federal court in Tennessee. My current organization, Women's Declaration International, submitted a friend of the court brief in support of the states that are suing the Biden administration mm. over the issuance of those memos. But it is important to understand, <clears throat> I think one of the reasons this has been so successful is that nobody knows what gender identity means. If, you know, if law is changed so that sex is redefined to include gender identity, that sounds like a bunch of gibberish to most of us, right? Like, what does that mean? But what right. it means is that federal agencies can no longer distinguish between men and women for any purpose. And this has far reaching consequences. Right. Like, you know, I'm mainly concerned about the rights, privacy and safety of women and girls. But right. has America really thought about the long term consequences of obliterating the material reality of sex or public health research? We know, for example, that COVID affected men and women differently. How can we know that if we can't distinguish between male and female? And Kara, here's one of the things too, that how can we, um, it's crazy because the entertainment industry or the um, political world will pick and choose what they want to share. Hey, we've got Rihanna's pregnant. You know, we've got a big influencer that is just sharing about her pregnancy and full female. And then we've got other, you know, it's just like everybody picks and chooses what they, gender um, reveals. I mean, think about that all over social media, all you see is gender reveals. But yet then on the other hand, we're saying gender doesn't matter. You can pick it at birth. I mean, you want to talk about mass confusion when we start really looking at where this is going. So it is, but it isn't. It's true, but it's not. It's a lie, but it's it, it's a reality. It is so confusing. And this is why um, moms like Moms for America were so upset about what's happening in the schools and the libraries, right? We've got the transgender movement. We've got the curriculum. We've got 
books, uh, um, you know, saying that sex is on a spectrum. You know, we see drag queens hosting story hours in libraries. I mean, this is a confusion on every level. Um, and so I'd like to just get your comment to the moms about how can we re resist this wave? You just talked about the political push. We see it in the entertainment industry. Um, how do we stop this indoctrination? So I, I'll just say quickly, it is designed to confuse everyone. It and is. Those of us who have been in the fight for several years now, I, I have spent years talking to people who they, they, they talk about having whiplash, exactly sort of what you're describing, right? It's like, wait, what, 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 how can this be real? I don't, what, it, what none, none of this makes sense. It is designed to make us all feel crazy. That's mm -hmm. why I say in my book and in some other writing that I've done, this is gaslighting. This is the mass gaslighting of Americans. That's, that's exactly what this is. So moms, if you are confused, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you feel like you're going crazy, please know that you are not the crazy one here. You are being gaslit and you are being lied to, as Deb says, from every direction. So, so first of all, I just, I want everyone to understand that ordinary Americans know the truth. And I am convinced that if ordinary Americans across the political spectrum get together and fight back, we can beat this. So what can moms do? Yes, what can we do? Give us your, let us know what we can do to turn back this. Okay, so first of all, I know we don't have time to get into the relationships between so-called gender identity and pornography, but I do just wanna say, please watch your kids' social media. I know that so many moms are already on top of that, but there's no way for most Americans to know just how bad it is. And it's not just porn sites, it's on Reddit, it's on Discord, it's on all sorts of ordinary social media sites. We are, our kids are being steeped in this. The average age at which most kids first get introduced to porn on social media is 10. So please, please, please. And there are people online, especially TikTok, but other places who are specifically grooming kids into this, yes. grooming kids into lying to their parents, grooming kids, and, and literally saying, if, you're, if your parents won't accept your gender identity, I'm your mom now. Right. There are we've, seen, we've seen teachers say this in, in classrooms across America. And, yeah. and we do, this is, I mean, this is very strategic. This is very strategic. And I just had a, a just a, as a side note here, Kara, I just had a parent call me that their sixth grader saw a, uh, a teacher who is male transition right before their eye, the, right before their eyes that whole year. So he started out as a male and ended as a female. Um, and he just said this was a perfect place for him to share his journey. And the school district couldn't really do anything about it because that's an HR nightmare. I mean, they should be able to do something about it, but this is happening. Like you're saying, if it's in the pornography, I'm just, it's, it's just, it's just frightful. I can't even go through an Instagram without somebody's rear end, just shaking all over everything with nothing on it. And I, yeah. I'm just looking up, you know, um, how to decorate your home or something. I mean, it, it is just absolutely crazy. They are on the hunt to destroy our kids. That is the bottom line. And that is truly what is so upsetting. It is that it, it is that bad, you know, so a lot of times I, I, I hear from people and I talk to people and a message I want to get across is the easiest way through this psychologically is to just accept that it is bad as it is. It is as bad as it seems. 
and we have to we have to accept that and we have to move forward. I also want to encourage moms to be very careful about the use of language. And so I'm going to say this not as a criticism of you, Deb, because I know okay. you didn't mean it. Um, but what you said is that teacher started as male and transitioned to female. He didn't. And I know You're you right. know. So You're I right. Know. You're I'm right. Just point about language. We who want right, to because we're affirming that we're saying that that really happened and it didn't. You're right. A man decided to dress as a woman. Yep. Correct. Well taken. I, I, I get it because we, we do, we feel like, oh, you know, even you, you, you refer to someone that, you know, as a male as she, and you're like, no, it's not really she, it's he, but then you don't want to offend that person because he is really, she. And it, again, major confusion. It's crazy making. And it's designed to do that. That's the whole thing with preferred pronouns these days. The whole thing with preferred pronouns is to make us think that sex doesn't exist. So even if I put preferred pronouns on my Zoom screen and I say she, her, that would be accurate because I'm a woman, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to even flag that there's even a question that I'm female. But the other thing in terms of what moms can do, please get involved in school boards. I know that a lot of your moms already are, and that's great. And uh, please keep doing that because you know, I'm with you. I'm behind you all the way. But if I'm not a mom, then a school board's not going to listen to me. I'm just mm-hmm. this crazy radical feminist over here spewing radical feminism. Right. Okay. But moms, you are a force and please ever underestimate that. And on the heels of that, I do want to mention that if you are listening for the first time on our moms for America us, our website, we have a whole section on taking back our school boards, education, what's happening in education, tools, resources, all on how to approach your school board, how to run for school board. It is all on our website. So we are uh, very involved in that issue as well, Kara, because it, it does happen on the local level. That is where we are can be the most effective. Um, so what other advice should we talk about here? Because we kind of lost track on my script because there's been so many wonderful things that we're talking about. But I do want you to just, um, why is it so important? And I know this is very obvious, um, just protecting our daughters, stop this movement. Um, and how can we do that in our local communities and within our home? I would encourage everyone to be very explicit about a, a strain that we've been talking about this whole time, which is to make it nonpartisan. And here's specifically what I mean. Many okay. of your moms probably know about Loudoun County, um, which kind of yes. blew up last fall. I was there in October after the school board had voted to approve the so-called gender neutral bathroom policy after it had come out that a boy had sexually assaulted a girl in the bathroom. And I just wanna give a huge shout out to the Loudoun County parents who organized a protest at the school district because they very explicitly made it nonpartisan and they made it about student privacy. And they made it very clear that they were coming together across the political aisle And Mm -hmm. media wouldn't tell you that. According to the media, it was all a bunch of right-wing bigotry. And, you know, I I hate that because the conservatives that I work with, I don't believe you're all a bunch of like, you know, right-wing bigots or whatever. I have gotten to know so many conservatives and I really appreciate working with conservatives on this topic, but the media is so good and so devious at framing this, framing opposition to gender identity as right-wing bigotry that you can really disarm them by making it explicit that it is not a partisan issue. It is a child and student privacy and safety issue. So I would really encourage moms who want to get active politically to just make sure it's nonpartisan 
just defect right. the media, take away their ability to paint you as a bunch of right-wing conservative bigots because it's not true. Right. It is an issue. It is not a party situation. Um, really safety, like you're saying, and parental rights and our kids, this is all mom issues. These are all things that we are concerned about. And I really do believe that a lot of the time, like you and I have in this conversation here today, Kara, we may be on two different sides, right? Right, left, whatever we want to label ourselves as I hate labels. But in the end, there's probably so many things that really we agree on. And I think really this is a lot of America. There's definitely a portion that will never agree but I think more than ever, people are very concerned about where America is going, very concerned about the safety of our children, our parental rights and where America is going. And, you know, we all have to stand up. We all have to be engaged. And that's why it's just so amazing that you are truthfully and, and willingly taking on this subject because we all need to be educated on this. It's really it's almost still shocking that the fact that we you know, the left says that there's the science is, is, isn't as clear as it is. We all know that there's two sexes, but somehow they've changed the message to, to make it feel like there's all kinds of things. I mean, I don't even know how that's still going on. How is, how do we ignore the science? How is that still happening? I know. And I, you know, I do my best to talk with other Democrats and say, you know, we love to criticize Republicans and say Republicans are anti-science and we're the big hypocrites here. Like, let's be real. The, the party of science is denying biology. That's just pathetic. Right. Do you think that we can turn back the tide on this? Um, I know we're looking for some hope from you and you're out there on the front lines. What do you see happening? I do. I really do think that we can turn back the tide on this. I feel that America is reaching a breaking point or a tipping point. Um, I, I hear from I people every day every single day. I think it's going to be especially moms. So again, thanks for having me on because, yes. I think, you know, moms are just going to be a huge voice in this and ordinary rank and file Democrats who have had it basically are going to hand Congress to Republicans in the midterms. I mean, I just think that's what's going to happen. Um, I don't particularly like that as a Democrat, but I think the Democrats deserve it, frankly. Right. Well, we do appreciate you, Kara, for joining us and just bringing your perspective and your information. I do want to mention that you have, uh, you can get your book at your website, which is karadansky.com. Is that correct? And any other information that people would like to get um, on you and your movement? Feel free to check out my website, karadansky.com. The book is also available at Amazon. You can just Google Amazon abolition of sex. Please also check out women's declaration USA.com. We're a nonpartisan organization fighting for the rights, privacy, and safety of women and girls. We're the U.S. chapter of a global movement. We're, we're global. This is global. I know women all over the world who are doing things exactly like what we're doing. And if you have just another minute, I'll just share a quick story about, about moms before I know okay. you close. So just- That's okay. We'll take a mama story. <laughs> So, um, so my mom, uh, my mom is a Democrat and has always been, and I grew up in the 1980s and she had a very close friend who's a Republican and, uh, they're still very good friends. They've known each other for over 40 years now, I think. And isn't and, that nice to hear, right? Republicans and Democrats can be friends. Okay. We've, right? we've kind of lost that. We've lost that now, but thank Okay. Go ahead. We have lost the plot, but I have so many memories of me and my sister, um, and, you know, once a month, 
either we would go over to their house or they would come over to our house and our parents would play cards. My mom and dad, the Democrats, the other couple, the Republicans, <laughs> and they would argue about Ronald Reagan and the Cold War and everything everybody argued about in the 80s. But, and they would argue about it respectfully. And then they would go back to what they were there to do, which was play cards, have a cocktail, have a nice time. And they're still friends. And I just find that to be so heartening. And I really hope that women, especially men are invited, but I really hope women across the aisle can come together and fight this. Wow. Thank you, Kara. I know you're in demand and a lot of people are ringing your phone to come and discuss this topic with them. So I just want to say thank you because I believe that this was a very, very insightful podcast for our moms and that this is going to help them in their journey, in their home with their kids. And we are going to fight this. We are going to, um, you know, fight for the security and the safety of women and girls across this country. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kara. All right, moms, what a podcast that was. Um, wow. Thanks to Kara. Again, check out her book. Again, moms, be engaged. This is a fight. This is something that we have got to be aware of and understand. Uh, it couldn't have been shared any better than Kara today. So I do want to remind our moms to visit our website, momsforamerica.us. We talked about running for school board. We talked about resources. All of this is on our website. We have incredible resources, events, podcasts, all kinds of information for moms that will help you in your home and with your children. We also want you to check out our signature series, which is the cottage meetings. These are fantastic for you as a mom. They're 12 inspiring lessons on America's heritage and the principles of liberty that will help you and you as a mom and you and your family to help train up your children. We also invite you to stop by our weekly newsletter and get educated on the issues. Uh, you'll get a chance to engage with other moms and hear uh, stories from all across the country. Again, that's our newsletter on our website. And uh, moms, you know what? I just, it's just, it's a tough job out there being a parent. And we just want you to know how special you are and how amazing you are and what a beautiful gift you have to be a mother. We believe that liberty begins at home and that you moms, you are truly the heartbeat of America. Again, please like and subscribe to this podcast. Share this with your friends. Uh, what information was heard here today? I know that moms want to hear this discussion with Kara and the information that she shared. Um, also, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Thanks again for joining us this week. I hope to see you next week. Uh, with another podcast with incredible discussions and education and empowering you. It's going to be another great week next week as well. And remember, we, we are the moms that are changing our world one home at a time. Thanks again.